Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honor Brick B, and this is chapter 176, but more importantly, it is part three of the 2021 Movie Ranks Countdown. If you missed parts one, two, or three, go check those out before you listen to this one. It doesn't really make sense to listen to them out of order, so go back and check them out, uh, and then come back. All right, you done? Did that? All right, cool. Um, so yeah, today we'll be counting down movies, uh, what is it, 40 through 31, so getting a little better, getting a little better, uh, I mean, not that the ones from last were all that bad, um, certainly the first couple episodes were, eh, dicey movies, but, uh, starting to get better, for sure, um, now if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, you should do that, so that way you'll be ready to go for today, you know, going forward for the next few uh, as we get to the top, you know, the top movies of the year. So um, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher. That is the way you can do it. While you're at it, you might as well head on over to Instagram and Twitter and follow me at One Man Renegade. Also, you can check out the Facebook page, One Man Renegade Podcast. Oh, sorry, One Man Renegade Productions, which is also the name of the YouTube channel. So go over to YouTube, check out One Man Renegade Productions, watch all those videos over there, like those videos, subscribe over there, and share everything as well. And then uh, check out my eBay. Um, I don't have a store specifically, but I, you know, my username's Razor, Razor Vader, and I have a bunch of cool stuff up for sale. Uh, mostly wrestling stuff right now, some Marvel stuff um, as well. But um, yeah, check it out, buy some stuff if you want. Uh, all right, with that all out of the way, now it is time to move on to movies 40 through 31 on my countdown. And a little bit of a warning, spoiler alert, um, I will try my best not to completely ruin the movies. But there's definitely going to be some spoilers uh, mixed in. Uh, minor spoilers, hopefully. I mean, I'm, there may be a major spoiler, depending on how what you like determine major spoilers, I suppose. Uh, but it's tough to talk about the movies and not somewhat spoil them. Uh, a little bit, anyway. So, coming in at number 40 uh, is a Warner Brothers movie. Again, this was you know released in theaters and also on HBO Max. Uh, it came out on September 17th. Uh, did $4.4 million opening weekend, $10 million, $10.3 million domestically, 14.3 worldwide, 56% mod, uh, on um, 56% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 50, no, I'm sorry, 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, 58 on Metacritic, that was confusing me, wait, it's the same, and then 5.7, so very similar numbers on all three platforms on IMDb. Got a B cinema score. I didn't see it in theaters. I watched it on HBO Max. And it is Crime Macho, the latest uh, movie from Clint Eastwood. Uh, directed it, starred in it. And it's about a chicken. Macho's a chicken. Crime Macho's something, right? Was that? I forget. No, there was, there was a chicken involved. Uh, so basically, um, so he works, Clint Eastwood works for this group or something. And they need to get this the, his boss or whatever, or somebody, I forget if his boss or somebody they work with or whatever, um, basically needs him to go down to Mexico and get this, um, get his son. Uh, son's never met him, but, you know, he's kind of like, he had an affair or something with this woman down in Mexico. He has a son, so he wants the son brought up to the United States so he can, you know, kind of take on his legacy um, I think that's exactly, I think that's kind of what, kind of, it's something along those lines. But anyway, he goes down to Mexico to find this kid to bring him back to the United States. And there's, you know, some back and forth with everyone being like, oh, should he really go? Is, should he go? And like, he's, you know, he's spending a lot of time with this kid. Um, 
And there's lots of, you know, other shenanigans going on trying to prevent him from kind of bringing the kid up. Um, you know, some some shady characters are trying to stop him from uh, bringing the kid to the United States and all that stuff. And then, you know, they meet people along the way. It's 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 an all right movie. It's 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 kind of boring at parts. Uh, there's not a ton happening. Uh, like I said, there's a chicken for some reason. Uh, Clint Eastwood does a scene with the chicken. I, I, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, but anyways, that's number forty. It's not terrible, but it's you know it's it's it can be boring a little bit. Um, but anyways, all right, moving on. And next up, uh, number thirty nine uh, that came out on June twenty fifth. It was a Hulu movie, uh, so it wasn't in theaters. No information there. Forty eight percent Rotten Tomatoes, fifty four on uh, uh, Metacritic, four point seven IMDb. No Cinema Score didn't obviously see it in theaters, and it's false positive. Um, this was a kind of bizarre movie. I mean, I don't want to say it was labeled as a horror necessarily. And it wasn't a horror. It was more of a thriller, if anything. But it was like this woman was having a baby um, and or was trying to have a baby, uh, I should say. And there was complications and then there's this shady doc, kind of shady doctor that had this like miracle like way of of you know of of, of you know getting you know pr- pregnant. But then there was shadiness and uh, there was some shenanigans that happened and and um yeah. So you know I, I don't want to spoil too much because there's a there's some twists and turns without throughout the movie. Um, but, um, there's, yeah, it's, there's, you know, there, did they, did she lose the baby? Did she have, there's like shenanigans going on. Um, and then it gets kind of, I mean, it it gets kind of out of control sort of at the end. I'm not, I'm not going to say exactly what happens, but let's just say there's kind of a revenge type movie involved and it gets a pretty pretty gnarly at the end from what i remember uh but overall it was kind of an interesting movie um uh you know i mean you know it's kind of weird you know because sometimes you you think about these movies and it's like if this movie had been in the theaters i don't know how it would have done but it was on hulu so people were like oh all right, it's pierce brosnan he's on it you know and there's a couple other people you know maybe of you know lesser lesser notoriety but certainly people that you've seen and heard of and it's like, oh, okay, um, hmm, all right, like Justin Thoreau's in it, uh, I, Ina Glazer, is that how you say her name? Uh, you know, she's been in stuff, so, like, um, yeah, it, it, you know, but it's kind of like a bizarre, like, kind of movie, so it's like, um, I can't imagine this, like, being, was, you know, being, like, a very big hit in the theaters like it's not it's something that back in the day like you know if it you know there was no medium for these movies to come out maybe direct to like video but like those weren't you know it's tough to like get those movies off the ground but these days especially with certainly the you know the uprise of you know all the streaming services it's a lot easier to get a movie 
on these platforms and out. Whereas this movie is not going to make it to the theaters, but it's on Hulu. So like it's it's a weird thing right now that we're going through. There's a lot more movies coming. I mean, there's just more content in general just because of the streaming aspect of everything, um, and the the you know kind of the ease of of you know of you know consuming these these products, you know, and these, these everything. So with that all said. Um, that is, it's, it's not bad, um, but that's my number 39. And here's another movie, well, actually, I don't, I don't know about this movie. I'm, I was confused by this movie a little bit. Um, so this movie, next movie coming out, number 38, is was a Netflix movie. So again, it wasn't in theaters or anything like that. But I think it was originally supposed to be in theaters, and then it just never got to theaters and COVID and and everything and then eventually just they sold the right whoever had the rights sold it off to netflix and they just released it on may 14th and it got it's 26 percent on rotten tomatoes 41 metacritic 5.2 on imdb no cinema score obviously no box office information and there's the woman in the window now don't get confused because there's a new netflix show that's called uh what is it called netflix show The woman. There's there's a there's a new Netflix show called The Woman Across the Street. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Now don't get confused with that. I don't know what that's all about. That's a TV show, a uh, comedy show. But no, this one was woman, the woman in the window. Uh, but don't get confused with the girl on the train because that was another whole movie from a different time period. Now this is the woman in the window. It stars Amy Adams um, as this woman that's kind of. Basically, she's oh, what's it called? She's got uh, uh, she's agoraphobic, so she doesn't leave the house. Um, she uh, is separated from her husband, but has they have a kid together, so the kids coming over every once in a while, and she sees these people across the street that move in, and she's kind of like spying on them a little bit, and then this woman comes over, and like she she's friendly with her, but. She thinks she's someone that she's not, and then there's this whole mystery of who's who, and then this, you know, th- there's the kid from across the street, like, uh, is, like, friends with, friend friends her, but then there's some questionability of who she met and who she talked to, and she kind of thinks she's going crazy, but she thinks she's seeing things across the street. It's kind of a mystery type of situation. I thought it was pretty good. Um... But, you know, I don't know. Obviously, the critics didn't really like it very much. But I thought it was all right. Uh, you know, it's got a decent cast. Gary Oldman's in it. Um, uh, Catherine Hahn's in it. Um, Amy Adams. So, pretty good cast. Uh, who else is in it? I can't remember. Uh, woman in the Window. Um, yeah, it's funny. Because you, you search for it in, like... You search for it on Netflix, and it brings up that new show. The Girl in the House Across the Street from the girl in the window the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window so that's yeah it's confusing don't get confused with that that's something i don't know what that is uh julianne moore that's also is also in it oh it's julianne moore that's in it uh not um wait okay yeah julianne moore. no i thought hold on jennifer jason lee anthony mackie's in it i thought mm, okay no i'm guess i'm yeah okay Brian Tyree Henry, of course, from uh, 
Atlanta, which is coming out. So Catherine Hahn's not in. I think I confused Catherine Hahn with uh, Julianne Moore's character. Yeah, because she kind of reminded me a little bit of Catherine Hahn's character in WandaVision. But and never mind. That I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, anyways, good cast. Uh, decent movie. Um, uh, I'd, I'd say check it out. Um... All right, uh, moving on to number 30, hold on, let me get my list back, 37, uh, Warner Brother movie, again, but also HBO Max, uh, came out August 20th, and made $1.9 million opening weekend, $3.9 million domestic, $15.8 million worldwide, 36% on Rotten Tomatoes, 46, Metacritic, 5.9, IMDb, got a C plus cinema score I did not see in the theaters I watched on HBO Max. And it's reminiscent. So this one, this movie kind of reminded me, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, the premise in and of itself kind of reminded me a bit of, um, of uh, Minority Report. Not the movie itself, not right, Minority Report, but just kind of the idea of what's happening in it sort of kind of made me think of Minority Report. So basically Hugh Jackman runs this, um, this um kind of service where you can relive certain memories and and stuff um and and you know you can go back into your old memories and kind of relive them so like you can go visit your you know your you know someone that passed away or something like that or uh, just a really good memory you have and you want to go back and remember and remember it but um he then things get a little wild because he's he's kind of he's trying to go back and relive his life through you know that he met this woman and this whole thing and then things get weird and crazy but you can only go into it for so much time before you like start losing your mind so there's a lot of it's that's kind of a thriller little bit of a mystery because you're trying to figure out exactly he's trying to figure out exactly what happened to this woman uh, and he's trying to go through the memories to get to see figure out where like happened to her because he's watching other people's memories too and and trying to figure it all out um it wasn't bad it it had some moments i mean i think the execution of it wasn't as good as it could have been um it kind of goes off the rails a little bit you know where the premise is there and seems pretty cool and it just kind of peters out and doesn't really you know it ultimately doesn't follow through with a with the movie enough i think i think that's where the issue probably was um but not bad um again i, I see i don't know i'm assuming all these hbo max movies that were released uh on both and then went off hbo max are eventually coming back on hbo max but i don't know for sure I, i'm assuming it's on hbo max but i actually don't know i'm assuming all these warner brother movies are in hbo max it seems like hbo and Warner Brothers did a pretty good job of retaining their rights for their movies going forward. Unlike Paramount, but that's a whole other thing. Um, Alright, next up, number 36, uh, Disney Movie. Uh, came out uh, November 5th. Uh, specifically Marvel. See, uh, when I put Disney, because Disney has so many different divisions now, it's hard to like even keep track. So I'm just like, ah, this is Disney. It's Disney. It's I don't care what you call it internally. It, it's a Disney franchise. Uh, but yeah, this one's Marvel. Uh, came out um, 
November 5th, made $71 million opening weekend, 164 domestic, 402 worldwide, 47% on Rotten Tomatoes, 52 Metacritic, 6.4 IMDb. Um, oh, did I say Reminiscent got a C plus? I don't know if I said that. Regardless, uh, Eternals got a B. Sorry, Eternals. Eternals. <laughs> I got a B. Uh, and yes, I did see it in theaters. Uh, number 36, Eternals. Yeah, this one was a bit of a swing and a miss for Marvel. I mean, it's still number 36 on my list, but still, like, in terms of where other Marvel movies have ranked in, over the years, and there's more to come, don't worry. Um, it It's yeah, kind of missed, and I don't know. And it's one of those things where, like, I don't really know too much about the Eternals, you know, uh, um, as opposed to, like, other Marvel characters that they've done, like Captain America, you know, Thor, you know, the, you know, the OG ones, Iron Man, a Hulk, whatever, like, those ones are all kind of new, and then it's like they did Doctor Strange, it's like, okay, I, I'm familiar with Doctor Strange, but not as, as much, Guardians of the Galaxy was kind of the out there one where I was like, okay, I don't know too much about Guardians, Gar- Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy, but I'm interested, seems fairly interesting, Eternals, and, and it ended up being good, ended up being good. Uh, first one more so than the second one, but regardless, the first movie is really good. Eternals is another one where it's like, I don't really know too much about this, and I feel like it just didn't quite work as well. Uh, you know, you're, you're learning way, a lot of new characters, I mean, you know, and same as Guardians and two as well, but with um, with this, you know, it's like, I don't know any of these characters, and you're, you're telling me the story, and that there's kind of like, um, myth, uh, uh, you know, there's kind of backstories with a lot of them, which are like, uh, mythology based a little bit, um, for, for some of them. So it's like, you know, you're kind of doing that whole thing. It's like Thor's Marvel, but you know, Thor is also a thing. And these, there's kind of like that sort of element too, with some of this, um, as well. Um, my biggest issue watching the movie though, was kind of like, wait a minute. So, there's a girl named Cersei, and then she's in a love triangle with the guy that played Jon Snow and the guy that played Rob Stark. And I'm just thinking, like, of Game of Thrones the whole time. I mean, you know, it was like, wait a minute. And then there's Angelina or Joey Lee doing stuff. Like, all right. Um, but, um, yeah, it was just a tough one. I mean, I think it was a bit of a swing and a miss um, as far as, you know, coming off of, you know, Endgame you know, the Spider-Man, I mean, you had Black Widow, but it's like, all right, I mean, that was a prequel, but still, you had Black Widow, and you had WandaVision, and Falcon and Winter Soldier, so it was all, like, characters you still knew, and here's, here they are with new characters, I mean, uh, Shang-Chi as well, but we'll talk about that in a little bit, I think that was just a better, well, we'll talk about that at some point, I don't know, I don't want to spoil anything yet, but also Shang-Chi, came out, you know, right before Eternals, and it was like, all right, here are brand new characters with brand, you know, brand new stories and whatever outside of what you've already known for, you know, the Xfinity, uh, sorry, Infinity Saga, Xfinity, sorry, <laughs> Xfinity, Infinity, damn you, Comcast, um, ruined that for me forever, um, but um, ultimately, I just feel like it didn't work as well, it's trying to set up too much, it, it was trying to set up too much, and... I don't know. I just feel like I wasn't really ready for all this new stuff when we're still doing the old stuff. I know Iron Man's gone. I know Captain America is different, but this is still happening. And then, you know, now obviously Hawkeye came a little bit later, but 
we're still doing that stuff, you know? So it's like, all right, well, okay, now you're introducing all these new characters that I just I just kind of fell flat. I didn't care for them as much. Um, but that said, it's still number 35, 36 on my list. So moving forward, let's go to 35. Um, this is another Disney movie. I mean, it's part of the 20th century, I think. You know, formerly Fox, which you know, obviously Disney owns now. Uh, this came out, uh, sept- uh, no, December 22nd. Uh, made $5.9 million opening weekend, $37 million domestic, $125.9 worldwide, 42% Rotten Tomatoes, 44 Metacritic, 6.3 in the IMDb, B+, Cinema Score, and I did see this one in theaters as well. This is The Kingsman. So this is a prequel to The Kingsman. Uh, what was the first one called? The, 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 the Secret Service or the... I forget what the first one was called. And the second one was like the Golden Circle, I believe. Um, and the first one was definitely way better than the second one. So this one's a prequel. I don't know. I would I'd put it in line with the second one. Maybe not quite as good. I mean, the problem is it's a prequel, so you kind of know some of the backstory and whatever uh, from the other movies. But like, it goes back to like, you know, I don't know. This, like they introduce like uh, they introduce like real characters. It's weird. It's like Rasputin's in it. It's like, well, wait a minute, what? And then they introduce a... I don't want to spoil it, but they introduce us another certain character um, from sort of that time, same time period. But, you know, they kind of give you the backstory of how the Kingsmen all started. And, I don't know, it was good, but I just felt like it didn't quite live up to that kind of Kingsman um, thing that I was... From the first movie that was just like, alright, this is kind of a bonkers type of situation it was a little more straightforward uh, which was fine but it just like it didn't quite capture that essence of that first movie and i think that was kind of the part of the second movie as well there's lots of cool fight scenes but it just you know you know when i think back to the original kingsman movie like the ending is bonkers there's the whole church scene which was just out of out of control uh and just like neither the sequel or this movie really had that um, as much. So it's not bad, but it wasn't great. Um, and being a se- being a prequel is always kind of a weird choice as well, but that's a whole other debate for another time. Uh, but speaking of man, this is the King's Man at 35, but at 34, we have an MGM film that came out on May 7th. Uh, made $8.3 million opening weekend, 27.4 uh, domestic, 103.9 worldwide, 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, 57 per, uh, fifty-seven Metacritic, 7.1 IMDb, A-. minus. I did not see it in theaters, but it is The Wrath of Man. Um, I mean, it's Jason Statham. It's an action movie. It's a revenge movie. It's Jason Statham going all out, balls out and killing people. I mean, that's what he does, um, taking revenge on people, doing Jason Statham thing. I mean, it's hard to, it's kind of hard these days to kind of mess that up. Um, can you get bored of it? Maybe. But, like, if you do it good enough, it's going to be fine. Like, people are going to want it, want to see it. I mean, it's just kind of weird to me that Jason Statham being, you know, in what he is done, doing now has always been kind of what he's done for the most part 
but like Liam, it's like him and Liam Neeson, like it's like him and Liam Neeson and other people that we'll talk about in a little bit kind of leading that battle. I mean, it, you know, it was Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, um, you know, Bruce Willis type scenarios, but then it's like, oh, now Liam Neeson's in that zone and, and, uh, you know, obviously Jason Statham has always kind of been in that zone. I mean, you know, there's a ton of guys that are kind of in that zone, but it's like, you, you see a Jason Statham movie and it's like, you know what to expect from it. Whereas like, you know, Liam Neeson, it's kind of like, well, wait, I mean, ever since Taken, it's been that sort of that way. It's like, wait, what's the, what's the gimmick this time? Oh, he's in, he's on a truck in, you know, oh, oh, is you know, oh, they killed it. They took his son instead of his daughter this time, but it, or they killed his son this time instead of kidnapping the or you know whatever it's like it always seems the same sort of thing oh his wife disappeared and he's got to figure out what's going on oh he's on a train this time oh he's on a plane this time you know it's like it's always the same just state them kind of similar situations uh this one um honestly like the son like they're uh so i'm trying to remember like he was part of this group and and then he kind of left the group, but then the group kind of continued, and they're you know doing heists and stuff, and he gets caught up in something that he shouldn't have been caught up in, and then he gets involved in something he shouldn't get involved in. The son gets killed, so now he wants revenge. I mean, and, but it's kind of one of those weird ones where, like, they it's not in order. They kind of go, you know, here's, here's part of the story, but then they go back to explain some stuff, but then they jump forward to another point in time, but then they jump back to... It's kind of all over the place. But it wasn't bad. Uh, sorry, I need to take a little drink there. Uh, all right, next up is a number uh, 33. Uh, this was a Netflix movie. It came out July 14th. Uh, obviously no box office for that. 59% uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 47 Metacritic. Got a 6 on IMDb. Um, obviously no cinema score I didn't see in theaters. And it is Gunpowder Milkshake. Um, so this one... I mean... It, this one was an interesting one because I saw this movie uh, uh, a while back and um, yeah so this one okay maybe I'm confusing movies now that I think about it because this one reminded me very much of that other movie that um, and now I'm realizing I think I confused movies (laughs) whoops so Huh. Okay. I'm confused. I just realized I think I confused this movie, Gunshatter or Milkpick, with that Kate movie. They're very similar now that I think about it. So this is the one where is the mother. Right, okay, this is the... See, now I can, Now I just realized I confused movies. <laughs> so go back and... Go back at number... Um, What was it? Number... Um, number 40, 56. And some of the stuff I think I said about that movie, actually I meant about this movie. So the whole mother thing was this movie. So Karen Gillan, uh, you know, from, she's been in tons of stuff, but Jumanji, you know, she was uh, Nebula and, and Marvel and stuff. Um, she stars and she's being a, she's a hit woman. And she's, but her mom was a hit woman, but then she's trying to find her mom, but did she mix up? It? Yeah, so that's kind of that story. So then what was Kate about? Now I'm confused. I just realized I could just completely confuse myself. 
on these movies. Um, yeah, then she joins up with her mom and some other her former colleagues in order to save a young girl from a rival assassin. Okay, so then what was Kate about? I know that one had... Jeez, oh, that, that one had Woody Harrelson, though. And Woody Harrelson... Um, okay, she's a sniper. But no, after she was left as an orphan as a child. Okay. No, alright, so... Uh, but then she joins up with... See, these movies are too similar. <laughs> it's not my bad. But Woody Harrelson was in this one. So it's... See, that's where I get confused. I think I watched both these movies pretty much around the same time. So I apologize. I don't remember. I just confused two movies that are seem, seemingly have the same plot. Um, but anyways, regardless, Gunpowder Milkshake. I mean, they're both Netflix movies too. That's the other thing that's confusing to me. Uh, but anyways, I, I don't know. Gunpowder Milkshake. Whatever. I mean, I guess maybe I confused it a little bit with Kate, or maybe a Kate with it, or... I don't think... Yeah, maybe Kate didn't know who the mother was, but in this one, she does know who the mother was. That's where I think I got confused. Um, in this one, yeah, they, they rescue a girl. Okay, I remember that part of it. Um, but... Then what was the point... Oh, okay, Kate, she gets... Poison. That's right, and she's gonna die, but she's trying to get revenge to find out. Oh, cause she gets set up. Um. After she's going after a Yakuza. Okay, I definitely confused movies. Whatever, it's fine. I still think I this one was better than that one. But see, seeing as I remembered this one as that one, I think that's that's good. I that's that's probably why. Yeah, this is a better movie, <laughs> right? Anyways, let's move on because clearly I don't remember what movies are which. <laughs> but this one was the better movie, from what I remember. This one was definitely better than the other movie. Um, um, but moving on to number 32, a uh, universal movie. Uh, came out September 10th, uh, made a million dollars opening weekend. Maybe I think it was only briefly in theaters because it only made a little bit more than that overall. Uh, made almost $4 million worldwide, 87%. Rotten Tomato, 77 Metacritic, 6.3 um, or IMDb. I didn't see it in theaters. It has no cinema score. As uh, the card counter. Uh, so this one was like a poker movie, but like, I mean, more to it than that, obviously. So uh, Oscar Isaac um, starred as a card counter. Although he doesn't really... Well, he was a card counter, but he doesn't really... He's a gambler, but he tr tried not to... Like, he was in military prison and learned how to count cards and stuff. And he, he knows it, but he doesn't He doesn't like to get involved with it. He didn't want to be, like, a big-time gambler or anything like that. But then, um, what's-her-face, uh, Tiffany Haddish character comes in and kind of to convince him that uh, he should play in these tournaments. Meanwhile... Some other nonsense is going on with Ty Sheridan that he's trying to, like, he's trying to, like, mentor or something, but then he gets mixed up in some stuff, and then it becomes down to, like, oh, does he go to, um, does he go to the card tournament to win the card tournament, or does he go save the kid, or, you know, um, if 
I remember correctly. See, now I'm confused. Now I'm thinking, no, I think that's right. Uh, Martin Scorsese was involved in this somehow as executive producer. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like then he's got the, he's got the situation of does he, you know, yeah. It's kind of that kind of a mystery type, but it's also like a gambling movie. It's a poker movie. Um, it's an interesting movie. It's got it's a little bit all over the place, though, in my mind. I mean, it's got some good reviews and stuff, but just for me, like, it was a little bit too all over the place. Um, it wasn't like, it seemed like it should have been more defined of what actually was, you know, what the movie was supposed to be about. Because um, it was kind of like, it was, you know, it was trying to be too many movies at the same time, I think. So ultimately for me, it ended up, um, that's number 32. So there's number 32. All right, let's move on to number 31. This will be the last movie of this part, part four, and we move on to part five next, next, uh, tomorrow, um, next chapter, we'll do 30 through 21, but number 31 came out on, uh, December 22nd, uh, on HBO Max and in the theaters, it's Warner Brothers movie. It made $10.7 million opening weekend, 37 uh, domestic, 156.5 worldwide, 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, 63 Metacritic, 5.7 IMDb, it did B- on CinemaScore. I didn't didn't see in theaters, I watched it on HBO Max, and it's The Matrix Resurrections. And to say disappointing is probably the biggest issue with this movie uh i mean i still have it at 31 so it's not it wasn't absolutely terrible but disappointing is a very um is yeah is it's probably the biggest way to describe this movie um you know they did they did the whole reboot thing so a lot of the elements of it are very similar to the first matrix movie obviously he's back in the matrix and he's gotta they gotta you know he's gotta be convinced that he's in the matrix and to come out but then they do this whole weird thing with morpheus and he's like well he's sort of morpheus but he's not morpheus that it kind of explains a little bit why it wasn't forrest whitaker and then but the same thing kind of with agent smith it's like it is agent smith but it isn't agent smith uh, Trinity is in it, but she's someone else, and then she got they got to convince her, and but then there's like these other characters that kind of are like similar to the previous like you know Matrix, but then they kind of I don't know they kind of fast track it a little bit because it's like well you know we've done this before, uh, but it's all like centered around like this originally like the original thing is like it's centered around this like video game um, type thing, which is weird. I don't know. Just overall, it was it was it was okay. But it just, I don't know, it just didn't work. It didn't work um, as well as it should have. Or could have, I guess. Um, And yeah, ultimately I think disappointing is probably the best way to describe it. Obviously uh, the the box office returns would agree. I mean, everyone was seeing Spider-Man. So, I mean, it's tough when they put it out in HBO Max and in the theaters when it's up against Spider-Man because everyone was going to see Spider-Man. It's like, oh, I, I would see The Matrix, but you know what? It's on HBO Max. I'll just check that out then. I'll want to go see Spider-Man, but I'm not going to go see The Matrix. Um, so I think that was the biggest issue with that in terms of the box office draw. I mean, the fact that it wasn't a great movie also doesn't help, but it wasn't a bad movie. It just wasn't good. Or it wasn't... Yeah, I mean, it was okay, I, I guess. 
was the biggest issue, which is disappointing because, you know, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, the first Matrix movie was obviously amazing. Um, the second and third are fine, but they weren't great, you know? I mean, you know, I went back and watched all the Matrix before I watched the new one, and it's like, oh, yeah, the first one's really, really good. The second and third one are fine, you know? Um, obviously, they did well box office-wise. At least the second one really did. The third one, I think, didn't do quite as well. Um, uh, and the first one didn't do crazy good. That that one kind of had that, like, you know, you know, later on effect. It's like, oh, have you seen The Matrix yet? No, I missed that one. You gotta check out The Matrix. Um, and then that was, like, when DVDs were first becoming, like, big. It's like, oh, you gotta check out Matrix on DVD. It's amazing. And it's like, I think everyone did. And then it was like, oh, yeah, The Matrix is amazing. So then when the second one came, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm so pumped to see The Matrix. And I was like, oh, wait, what is this? <laughs> this isn't what I This wasn't what the first one was. I was like, it's kind of like it, I guess, but I don't know. Uh, and then the third one came out. I was like, yeah, I gotta see the third one, right? And now it's like, here we are so many years later. And it's like, oh, yeah, they're rebooting The Matrix. It's like, eh, should they have? I mean... I don't know. It's like, I like Keanu Reeves and I like the John Wick movies, but did I really need to see him in another Matrix movie? I don't know. I mean, Bill and Ted was kind of similar in that regard. It's like, do I really need to see Keanu Reeves as Ted again? Eh, okay, I'll check it out, but, eh, you know. But anyways, um, yeah, so that's going to do it for this chapter as we are now up to 31 so next next uh, chapter tomorrow we'll we'll check out number 30 again if you haven't subscribed yet do so on amazon uh, if amazon amazon stitcher uh, apple podcast or or uh spotify and then come back tomorrow for numbers 30 through 21 as we get closer and closer to that number one movie and also my oscar predictions uh coming up on Sunday. Oscars on Sunday. So, um, yeah. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.